Welcome to another edition of Highway 89 on BYU Radio. <laughs> and it's going to be a good one. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You know her from the TV shows The Voice and The Sing-Off, but today we're going to hear Amy Whitcomb like never before at the piano singing her own songs. Amy Whitcomb introduced herself to America when she walked onto an NBC soundstage in 2009. She stood out then even though she was one of nine singers and Noteworthy, BYU's female a cappella group. Maybe it was the blonde mohawk and the fact that she sang a lot of the leads and got plenty of camera time. And when the show ended, those of us who were watching from here in Provo knew we'd see a lot more of her in the future, which is exactly what happened. A couple years later, she was back on the sing-off, this time lead singer of a group she helped create called Delilah, where her stratospheric belting got boys to men singer Sean Stockman calling her a female Steven Tyler. Next, she competed as a soloist for Team Adam on The Voice. Keep in mind, all this comes from a singer whose family self-proclaims themselves as being tone-deaf and only sing at Christmas, and I think not in public. So, those music lessons she begged for at age four really paid off. Her band, The Wits, opened for Brad Paisley and David Archuleta. She's released two EPs, and she's sung at the Acapella Palooza Festival in Boston with the likes of Pentatonix, Ben Folds, and the Dartmouth Airs. Now, usually she has a whole band, and there are judges judging and kicking people off or keeping them on. Today is totally different. This is her and the piano. It's casual, and we're so excited just to let her do what she does. So here's Amy Whitcomb with Give Me Back My Heart. Tiptoe to the door I can't find any more Strength to leave you behind Even when you told me so many lies We all say the same things You can come and go and I won't feel anything But I It's not coming from inside of me. Give me back, give me back, give me back my heart 
Give me back my heart. We're in the studio today with Amy Whitcomb performing her song. And you may have recognized that. If you'd followed her for a while, you'll know that's one of the songs she sang with her band, The Wits. Amy, thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for me. rocking our studio here. <laughs> that's really fun. Listen, you, uh, you grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. I understand you're from a family of beach bums. Yes. Yes, we are, in fact, beach bums. <laughs> I think me especially. Okay. Yes. And brothers. Mm-hmm. So you learned to sort of, what, be tough? Yeah, uh, three older brothers, um, that'll put you through the ringer. And I, th- I you know, I th- actually think that that upbringing reflects in my, in my music. For sure, my personality and, and definitely in my music, too. But your family says they're all tone deaf. Yes. And that they only sing because they have to at Christmas. <laughs> so tell me, what do you all sing at Christmas? Um, well, we try to, you know, have some traditional uh, family gatherings that are centered around the nativity. And so we like to incorporate music. I mean, they love music. It's uh-huh. just not a, one of them is really musically gifted, I guess. So age four, what made you think, I got to have some music lessons? I don't even remember. I guess I... I guess I saw something on TV or listened to something on the radio, and I just was so drawn to the piano from Mm -hmm. the very beginning. And so I was just like, Mom, please put me in piano lessons. And so she kind of did her research a little bit, and um, yeah, then I started. It was all downhill from there, (laughs) or uphill. I don't know. (laughs) Tell tell me about uh, learning to sing, because this was a separate thing. You were playing the piano. You mm-hmm. understood music. But when did the singing start to come into that? Singing definitely started in primary. So at church, I found a love for it like pretty early on. And then I got more serious about it in middle school. I joined choir and realized that since I had this theory background with my piano, I was really able to kind of be a leader in choir. And so people would rely on me for their notes and things. And I just really enjoyed it. And then I kind of got a little more into soloing and finding my own voice. But it really all started, it started just because of whatever naturally I was given. And I just kind of took that and ran with it. Um, And then started to get some training later on in high school and college was the best training I had to really learn what I was doing and figure out how to work it. So I've heard that you used to sing at home, but only after everybody was kicked <laughs> out of the house, only alone. So so at what point did you get brave enough to do this in public? Like last year? Oh, well, okay, I guess... I in, only do it for TV. In that... public, yeah, right. Uh, in public, it's different. I was, I was excited to share my gift like on a stage. Uh-huh. However, there was something about those intimate things, especially when my mom's just like sitting there looking at me, adoring that made me uncomfortable at first but now I love it now whenever she or my grandma ask me to sing something I'll do it Uh well we want to hear some more original stuff that's part of the fun of today we'll let you go take your place at the piano so we're going to hear Amy Whitcomb this is one of her originals I don't think you will have heard this anywhere it's called Delusional You got me wet around your finger You really know how to linger On my mind Cause every time you leave I just start to think Of all the ways I can make you happy But I'm just another notch on your wall, another flame to make you seem a little cooler. Well, I'm 
That's Delusional, an Amy Whitcomb original performed here live, rocking our Steinway. Amy Whitcomb here on BYU Radio. And Amy, we're going to talk about belting. We're going to talk about acapella and other stuff. But I want to talk about fans for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is a new thing. This is a modern thing. It has changed. In the old days, people had to find your record company or or send it to Amy in Florida and hope the postman figured it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now you have to really want to contact somebody that you were a fan of. And now people just click and send you a message. They follow Twitter and they respond right back. Are you overwhelmed by just the number of people who, who, who contact you? Oh, definitely. Like for sure. I feel like, um, I feel overwhelmed at times and mostly just super flattered that anyone, uh, who's heard me, um, and then wants to reach out and really tell me, um, you know, that they think I did a great job or whatever. That means a lot to me. Cause that takes time, takes some courage, I think on people's parts. And, um, 
yeah, that's been a huge motivator for me through my career. And so how do you decide how much to believe people saying you're wonderful and how much to not <laughs> be sucked in by it? And... Um, I think you can really believe, you can believe the compliments because on the other hand, you'll get the hate as well. <laughs> and so usually they mean what they say. Um, and, but yeah, it's not about, I think some people might take it and it might, you know, create a bigger head or bigger ego. But for me, it humbles me because I'm like, wow, I can't even believe that, you know, this work has paid off and that I'm able to, you know, reach people far away all over the world. And it's awesome. Okay. One more question about, uh, I understand these, these tweets and emails include marriage proposals as well. (laughs) It's so funny because I just (laughs) got one this morning. (laughs) I know. I it was it's great. Okay, we're talk not, about flattery. We yeah. we won't make you comment too much on that. But, okay, so here's a comment that was on the feed of one of your performance videos, and we should tell our listeners they can look up Amy Whitcomb on YouTube, and you can see all kinds of live performance stuff, really exciting stuff. But here's I'm going to do my best to quote this. I know okay? this is a tough. You can't deny it, folks. Two minutes fifty nine seconds in, stank face, stand up, lean forward, hand waving, <laughs> foot stomping, spinning around. You best go ahead, sang girl moment. How'd I do? That was good. <laughs> what Best a what, what a great ever. comment. Yeah, yeah. You could you could make a plaque with that one on there. Uh, and I know that a lot of times uh, that this confirms you're on the right track. Like you said, if someone relates to something, we haven't even talked about the songwriting yet, but the people say will will write because they relate to what you put into the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I it's amazing to connect on that emotional level through music with someone, and you never know how you never know even just singing a random cover. It may mm-hmm. appear to you like you never know how that's gonna touch someone and affect someone. Well, we've got uh, one of our later songs is just a fabulous song that's been around forever. I'm so glad we're going to hear you do it tonight. But there are probably people who hear that and and have never heard it before, Mm -hmm. and you get to introduce them. Right. You never know if it's going to be someone's first time hearing something. And so it's just important to put your soul into that. Mm. So here's the flip side. It's easier for fans to get in touch, but you really reach out to them too. So what are the ways you do that? I really try. And poor things have been slightly neglected this past year, but that is going to be changing. Um, And I really try to reach out through YouTube. I try to make, I really try to make a point of responding to everyone and everything I get. When I was on TV, the it, that became there was quite a bit of traffic, like in my, you know, in my inboxes. Um, but now, especially, it just means so much. I want them to understand that I saw it and that it motivates me and it's lifted me. Well, I understand higher. one fan went through all your videos, taking different <laughs> notes, and figured out high to low mm-hmm. your arrange. And for those who are listening, that would be F3 to C6. Uh-huh. That's several octaves, yeah. my dear. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it is a lot. I could not believe that video. It was awesome. Well, first that they would do that, but did it surprise you? Had you ever even thought about what your range is like? Well, I think that's why I loved it so much because my range is a little bit freakish um, in terms of what I can belt. And so, and I've worked really, you know, I've worked really hard to kind of get there mm-hmm. and just been really determined. And so for someone to see that and really make note of it, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear more music. We're going to let uh, Amy Whitcomb perform another original. This one is called Mess You Up. It's nice 
think I'm cute and all, but don't you think it rooted all to treat me like just a man I call? I can't let you come round here no more. Turns out you got nothing that I'm looking for And now I'll waste a minute You're overestimating how much my heart is breaking You should know that I'm a fighter Ain't got no time for liars You're lighting up my fire You don't know what you got coming Otherwise, boy, you'd be running I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up You might think that I'm defenseless But you don't know who you're messing with I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up You might think that I'm helpless So watch your back cause you're gonna get it I'm gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess Gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess you up Gonna mess you up And I'm not above a sneak attack all I can think about is I'm gonna get you back And you'll be sorry for all the heart you left I can't let you split my heart in two Even though I was falling so in love with you It took one lonely night and now I see the light I gotta make things right I'm a fighter, ain't got no time for liars You're lighting up my fire You don't know what you got coming Otherwise, boy, you'd be running I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up You might think that I'm defenseless But you don't know who you're messing with I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up You might think Helpless, but watch your back cause you're gonna get it I'm gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess Gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up, yeah Gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess Gonna mess, gonna mess you up Gonna mess you up You should know I'm a fighter Ain't got no time for liars You're lighting up my fire you don't know what you got coming Otherwise, boy, you'd be running I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up, yeah You might think that I'm defenseless But you don't know who you're messing with I'm gonna mess you up I'm gonna mess you up You might think that I'm helpless Watch your back cause you're gonna get it now Gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess you up. Gonna mess you up. Gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess, gonna mess you up. Gonna mess you up. Amy Whitcomb singing her song "Mess You Up." Just a little warning. Be. Before you uh, send in your marriage proposal, you might want to listen to that one more time. <laughs>
<laughs> this is BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry talking with Amy Whitcomb today. A- Amy, you you really got a lot out of being in an acapella group in 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 college. Did you even know what you were going to study when you started college? No, in fact, I had thought music, but I was a jock all through high school, and so I love sports. And you know, everyone in my family was more business minded and had kind of gone that route. So that's what I figured I would end up doing. But my sophomore year, I auditioned for Noteworthy, and that totally changed the direction of my life um, and really helped me hone in on my artistry. So, so you'd sung alone a lot or or with a band. What was different about singing with the group? It is. It, there's something really, really magical about being with a group. And I think it's having, you know, eight, nine girls, whatever it is, all really focused on one goal. Um, mm. And that's to, you know, just connect emotionally or to win this competition or whatever. I don't know that focus together, that unity. That sounds similar yeah. to sports. A hundred percent. It's totally a team effort. And I think that helped because it was still really competitive. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I loved it. I was like, that was feeding that side of me as well. So. How did it, what did it do to you musically or teach you musically? It really trained my ear and which I already had a pretty good ear from all my piano lessons, but it trained my ear more vocally and helped me to push myself vocally. I was, you know, trying to blend and use different tones and, and colors of my voice. And that was huge for me. It was exciting to discover all of that. Well, I know you've answered some of these questions 10 zillion times because <laughs> anyone okay. who's been on the, the voice and the sing off, you know, you, there's so much publicity and you mm. probably feel like smile and say it one more time. <laughs> but uh, what was that any different for you than the live performances performances you had done with Noteworthy when suddenly you're on television mm. and they was it any different pressure or was it just another oh, show? It was, it was very different. I wish that I had approached it like as just another show. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I put so much pressure on myself for those situations. That blind audition was literally the most terrifying experience. <laughs> the, those 90 seconds were on like the biggest rush. And they almost even... They were almost traumatic because I felt like they like haunted me later. I don't even know how to explain it. It was out of control. I don't ever wish to do it again. However, if I did, I would not. I would be like, this is just another performance. No big deal. No big deal. And maybe there's no way to do that. Maybe you had to live through it to get that out. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> so not only have you been with these different groups and performed, you also formed a group called Delilah. You competed again. Sounded great. It was. I saw some YouTube video of that that was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, but... Now you are even coaching Noteworthy. Yes, I love, it's really important, I think, as musicians, especially in the acapella community, since we're small, to really give back. So Delilah gets to do that. We travel and do different acapella festivals, which is awesome, and we get to teach a lot. Um, but it's so much more exciting being an alumni of the group, really getting to help them out with, uh, with competition, with polishing, uh, choreographing for them as well. Um, you, you know, I've, just, I've been through it. I see what works on stage, and um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to be able to, to give back. In that well, way. and congratulations. Noteworthy placed third at the recent international competition of collegiate acapella semifinals in California. So Yes. You must be doing good with them. That is the first time Noteworthy has placed at semifinals since 2007. So we were really excited about that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear more music and t- then talk more. This is a piece from Amy's new EP, and the song is called Somewhere Else. Don't just want 
Listening to singer-songwriter Amy Whitcomb in the studio today, that's somewhere else from her new EP. I kind of hate to break the mood. You know, when a song that builds a mood in an atmosphere like that, it's sort of that acceptance of something sad that you can't change, almost like Bonnie yeah. Raitt's uh, I, I, I Can't Make You Love Me. And that phrase, your heart is some, some, somewhere else. So I'm going to kind of keep that mood a little bit right. because at one point after The Voice and all of this massive publicity and the spotlights and everything, you felt a little burnt out, yeah. exhausted by it all. So how did you decide whether, well, that was fun, now I'm on to my real life or Music set. How did you decide? I honestly, I honestly started going down a totally different path than music. I was like, this is not, this is just heartbreaking. And not because, I don't know. Yeah, definitely I had expectations dashed by the voice. Um, but it's just, I felt like I was beating my head against the wall trying to like be innovative and like make money doing this. And I was just kind of in it for the wrong reasons um, at that moment in time. And so it was hard. Like it was just like, I don't know, pulling teeth. And um, so I really kind of changed directions. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school, get an MBA. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to do the practical thing, really set myself up for success. And, um, but then upon really going and starting to study for the GMAT and taking all of those steps, music things started to come up, like different performance opportunities, different collaborations. Mm -hmm. um, and a few like big changes in my life um, happened. And all of a sudden I was just in this, you know, more beautiful creative space. Um, so sometimes it, sometimes it takes like really veering off the path for a while to realize what you're meant to do. And I'm, I'm happy for that realization. I really like hearing about this because everybody has to do this. We start going some direction and then we have to reevaluate yeah. somewhere along the line. I hear that your mom helped in the decision making. Oh, she's so good. She would just, I mean, I'd be all over the place. Every day I'd call her and I'd be like, I think I want this now. I think I want to do this. And she'd just be like, okay, that sounds good. I support you. <laughs> and she really, though, was a big advocate for me continuing chasing after music and continuing mm -hmm. that career, Because, which I think is opposite of most parents. But she was like... I think you're right. Yeah, because most parents would be like, that's awesome. I'm so happy she finally saw the light. <laughs> but she was like, are you sure you want to do this? I just feel like you're supposed to do music and that belief that belief in me um that she has and that she showed me i think was a huge uh huge thing for me that i was able to draw strength from how interesting though that you're doing the same thing but from a wholly uh, a completely different place yes exactly and and, and now feeling good about it yes once your heart is in the right place and i realize this is just about me and my soul and the fact that I've been able to reach so many people, I want to continue doing that because I have more to say. And and people need that emotion, need that honest, genuine, those genuine messages I guess I have to share. So you were going to put out an EP actually a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> How long have I been saying that? <laughs> and it's been taking forever, but the day has finally come. But do you think it's a better thing because of what you've that process you went through? Absolutely. It's just it wouldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened. I didn't I wasn't believing in the material that I had. I wasn't believing in myself the way that I needed to. And so I've been saying for a year, yeah, I'm like hoping to put out a solo EP. And I was. I was hoping to do that. It's just I needed some growth before that. All right. Well, we're going to hear one of the biggest songs on this new EP. This is a, a piece by Amy Whitcomb. She's going to play and sing for us. It's called Dance Away My Life. Dance 
I should shake my booty And I can feel your gaze better get moving If you want a taste But keep in mind I'm not looking for just one night So boys, it's time to fall in line And fall in love Feel too many dreams You're moving closer I'm trying to find your eyes And I realize You got one thing on your mind And I feel like All you want's one crazy night But I'm looking for The love of my life Yeah, I want to fall in love I want to fall in love tonight Feel too many dreams Building and not intend to use it. Some just wanna settle down by me. No, I refuse it. He's gotta get me in the mood, gotta make me wanna move. Head banger, hip shaker, don't forget a money maker. I'm always looking for fun, but well now I'm looking for the one. And I don't just wanna fall, I wanna be amused. I don't just wanna dance, I wanna be enthused. Who's gonna lock me down until I'm feeling incapacitated? Who's gonna make me sweat until my body's shaking? Maybe I won't dance for the rest of my life, but until I find me Mr. Right at school, we got all night, right? <laughs> Feel too many dreams without a single happy ending. Feel too many flings, my heart left and need a mending. But I wanna find me a Mr. Right. I love the 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 dancing the night away. Feel too many dreams without a single happy ending. Feel too many flings, my heart. Amy Whitcomb singing live on BYU Radio. That's Dance Away My Life. Another song from her new solo EP. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Okay, so when you were performing on the sing-off and with the group, you did uh, Dream On. Yes. I mean, that is not just a rock song. That is an epic song. It is. And, and it just... I mean, anyone who would do it, everyone who's listening will be thinking, are they going to do the octave? Are mm-hmm. they going to do the Steven Tyler thing? And Sean Stockman from Boys to Men did say, that's rock and roll. I just saw a female Steven Tyler. 
Had you been wanting to do that song? Yeah, in fact, I had I had kind of covered it with my band before, just like a silly acoustic version, but I love to scream. And so (laughs) so we were hoping we had been waiting for Rock Week just week after week. We're like, when is it Rock Week? And we really pushed for that song because we knew we just wanted to we wanted to slay that. It was so fun. It's a great video. Everybody's got to got to Google that. Yeah, okay. and, and find it on YouTube. Search on YouTube. So, does that is that all just come naturally, or I, I mean, can you wear yourself out, or have you learned how to do that without hurting yourself? You you're definitely gonna wear yourself out if you're just up in the stratosphere for a long time. But there is a healthy way to do it. Believe it or not. And I get that question all the time, like, does that hurt? No. If I was doing it wrong, then absolutely it would hurt. But, uh, yeah, I learning how to belt and stuff, and you learn how to kind of manipulate your voice and to get more of that rocker edge, and it's fun to play around with. Who, who are influences? There's there's really a short list of female rockers. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, I love Pat Benatar, and I love covering her stuff. Um, Heart, so, okay. and Wilson, yep. and Nancy Wilson, like, I, I mean, unbelievable. Just these epic female rock voices. I definitely look up to them uh, and all that they did to kind of evolve in the music industry for women. So I have a picture I printed out (laughs) from the Internet, which is you holding a sign. It's it's strung around (laughs) your neck. And did your grandma make this sign for you? My grandma totally made that sign for me. Go ahead and read it for me, what the piece of paper (sighs) says. If you speak to me and I don't speak back, please don't be offended. Because if I strain my vocal cords, my dream career is ended. Love, Amy. <laughs> so was this a time you were having to do vocal rest? Yes. I. It was bad. I went to an ENT because I wasn't able to get like a clear tone up top. And um, I went in and they did that scope thing and like yep. showed me pictures of my vocal cords. And there was just, just a lot of vascularity and tiredness, you could tell. So I did. That's, that Christmas, I went on vocal rest. I think I was at least strict about it for maybe two or three days. But I was really careful for a few weeks. Sometimes you just got to rest. You just got to rest it up. So... As far as performing on stage, I mean, we could see even when Noteworthy was first there, uh, I mean, this is a new experience for everybody. They're being in an acapella group. You get this choreography. You've got to learn everything fast, your parts, your dancing. And there are some people who kind of look like they were remembering their dancing. Yeah. You know, like, I think, oh, oh, yeah, we stepped this way. You never looked like that. Oh, thank you. You always just, have you always felt that comfortable on stage? Yeah, I think so. I wasn't a, I wasn't a dancer necessarily, but I've always been a mover. And so I'm, you know, able to keep the rhythm. And I, I love to be able to use my body just a little bit to get that message across that much more. Um, and I love the way that dancers can do that. So I think I just kind of fake it till I make it. the secret of life (laughs) well it's really fun to hear what you're doing we want to hear uh, a a piece well talk talk to me about being introduced to aretha franklin yeah uh, Uh, just her music when was i introduced to her probably in high school and yeah it was in high school and i heard natural woman Uh and i was like Oh, this is how I remember Kelly Clarkson did it on American Idol. Mm. And and I was like, that is the best song ever. I loved her, you know, kind of pop rock and R&B uh, fusion. And I just I really was like, I'm going to sing that song the way she does. And she like flips up a crazy octave or whatever. But on her recording, she, you know, is just belting these high notes and um I was like, I'm going to do that. And that was kind of a big inspiration piece. And uh, I really started nailing that song when I was about 18 and I've just been singing it ever since. Well, the thing that's remarkable, it just shows it's a great song because yeah. Aretha Franklin put it out, you know, R&B. And, and then 
we heard Carol King, who wrote it, mm-hmm. do her own sort of singer-songwriter version, and they both hold up. Yeah. They're both terrific. So we're going to hear the Amy Whitcomb terrific version right now of Natural Woman here on Highway 89. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day Oh, it made me feel so tired Before the day I met you Life was so unkind You're the key to my peace of mind Cause you My soul was in the lust and found You came along to claim it I didn't know just what was wrong with me Till you kissed hell Close to you, you make me feel so alive. 
Natural Woman, performed live on BYU Radio by our guest today, Amy Whitcomb. Oh, I'm so sad. That ends this edition of Highway 89. (laughs) Amy's performed on NBC's hit show, The Voice, also on The Sing-Off. She's a co-creator of the internationally touring a cappella group, Delilah. She's released two EPs with her band, The Wits. She's open for Brad Paisley, David Archuleta, shared stages with the likes of Pentatonix, Ben Folds. Last October starred in the rock opera Deep Love alongside Savannah Berry, Garrett Sherwood, and the duo Midas Whale, a role she is set to reprise again this year. Just check her Facebook page or look online. Amy, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad you came. What a great show. Too much fun. We got just a small preview of what some of the tracks on her album will be, but you can find the latest, as we said, on the EP, concert information, all online via the Amy Whitcomb Facebook page. And we always like to hear from you, our listeners. We welcome your comments and questions by email. Send them to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.